Welcome to the GrassCast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Three, two, one. Welcome to the GrassCast, a show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Quab. And I'm Sean. On this episode, we are uh, interviewing, talking to, well, Sean, you can do more of this. Yeah, we're uh, talking to Jimmy Trong, um, friend of the show. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we're going to talk to him about games and see how this goes. So (laughs) yeah, this one we have like no prep for. I don't really know Jimmy at all. So let's see how this one goes. It's going to be super fun. This is Uh is the fun of the podcast. We learn, we learn about people and we discover new topics and we explore sure sure cool and we tie games into all of it yeah 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 we try to uh but yeah before we do that we have to take care of some business that we do every episode um the ultimate challenge and uh yeah let's get to it ready to play rock paper scissors paper scissors rock however you prefer with the last fancy moses okay yeah on three okay one two three paper one two three rock one two three paper yeah no! <laughs> all right that sounds good uh yeah that was great yeah that was awesome <laughs> i feel good about how that one went uh i'll mark it down uh, later i'm mixed <laughs> so i had paper you had okay anyways but yeah that's uh that's the start of the show so uh <laughs> welcome jimmy thanks for having me thanks for coming <laughs> so um yeah let me, uh, let me start with uh how i know how we know each other. So Jimmy and I met, I believe, through the epicenter at the University of Windsor. We were mm-hmm. both um, trying to pursue our own uh, entrepreneurial ideas. I was just there sort of auditing the sessions. But Jimmy, I think you were part of like the first class of that. Yeah, um, part of the first cohort for Epic Founders. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they used us as guinea pigs. And it was a great experience. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, they basically just an in incubating ground and they would provide, try to provide any of the essential resources to get a business going. Yeah. Wow. That mm-hmm. actually sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, hmm. You guys might, might like it just to like, you know, I, I can tell you guys have lots of ideas. So uh, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, took, I took one business class. Um, <laughs> it was very interesting. And yeah, uh, yeah, they kept uh, upping the epi- epicenter uh, here at the University of Windsor. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems super cool. I, I should uh, actually look into it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. It was talk. a cool space. And, and I definitely met a lot of great people through it. Uh, I have mixed feelings about the program in general. Ah. Oh, yeah. but... We'll have to cut that out just to not, yeah. not like... Uh, but equally, equally. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Off the record. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the uh, after midnight episodes. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. So we've got like uh, a list of questions we've been trying to like cultivate through these episodes. Something to just like get the conversation started and give like a general. Well, you yes. guys, you, you guys Sorry. actually mentioned something that, that made me want to pose oh. a question. Oh. It's, it's related to... Sure. To... So, so you mentioned this podcast is about games and life and everything in between. Yeah. So uh, there, there's a saying that I used to always go by that life is the ultimate game. Hmm. But oh. why do some people get so offended by that? Like you tell like and you say that and then right. the generation before you yeah. gets really upset by that. I like, think personally, I think um, there's an idea of games not being a serious endeavor. So when you treat everything like a game, you're saying you're treating everything trivially, like without a sense of um, seriousness. And 
I, you know, personally disagree with that. I think you can take a game very seriously. And obviously, you know, professional game players take them seriously. Um, yeah, so I think there's just a, there's an idea that if you treat like life like a game, you're not treating it seriously. I think that's the pushback. Yeah, and I think like the previous generation had a lot of external existential threats. Um, <laughs> not, oh. not unlike today. I mean, yeah, but these ones are different. Like there was literally probably people who saw their best friends mm-hmm. get murdered, like mm-hmm. in yep. the previous generation, or though that's those were their parents, you know, like who went through like world wars and like Vietnam and all that kind of mm-hmm. nonsense. Um, where I, at least in the West, we haven't had like a major conflict like that so far. So I think that's maybe it. It was just like, hey, there was actual real stakes for like people and mm-hmm. I lost actual people in this massive scale, huge thing that I had nothing to do with. So you talk about games to me? No, no, mm-hmm. no. I don't know. And I I think it's just generational thing. Like things get more, uh, I don't know if they get easier, but they get different. Like the idea of games... I don't know. I think people are just sensitive when they're older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think, you think as you get older, you 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 well, push back against that idea? I don't know. I think, like, culturally, it's, like, a different moment in time. Like, there's going to be hard times and there's going to be... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think in the past it was much more lean. And now, like, the existential threats we face are just more... <laughs> I don't know. They're different. It's not like I'm not going to get drafted or, you know, hmm. have, like... Yeah, like my body or the people I love about, care about, are in immediate danger or anything like that. I don't know. That's just a theory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's an think? interesting thought. Uh, I, I agree with both of you. I, yeah. I, I think uh, one is the seriousness and the other one is we're probably in a different time. Mm-hmm. Like just thinking about the world's gross domestic product, we're much, much more prosperous, prosperous mm-hmm. as, a, as a species. Yeah. So maybe we have the luxury to to look at it in a gamified way which maybe they didn't have that luxury Hmm. so yeah like uh even like when we were talking before the show about like the grasshopper book and stuff like that and you think of like a utopia or whatever i mean i think we're in a dystopia but like (laughs) as things as we were talking about as like work becomes more efficient and there's less work there's more room for leisure Mm -hmm. and they never really maybe had that Mm -hmm. um right but yeah, I, we're all in a very good position, like living where we are. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, can't, can't, can't complain. Can yeah. Not, yeah. Um, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about um, like Jimmy, you're, you're, I, I think your, your past, like how you've gotten to this point in your life is really interesting. Cause from what I know um, you didn't. So backing up a little bit, Jimmy is a software developer currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, you, t- uh, you were in medicine, correct? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and how far did you get in that again? Uh, I did a surgical internship, uh, wow. and I still volunteer to do, uh, work in, in the operating theater every once in a while. Huh. Um, what but, do you mean by work in the operating theater? <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, now I'm no longer doing any procedures cause they only allow, they only allow people who are actually going to become surgeons to to do that so that they can get real practice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not allowed to take the place and take away practice from someone else, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm there either passing tools or, or taking notes or, or mm. doing things that uh, could possibly uh, doing literature checks to see if this, if these cases are known, like any, <laughs> anything, any way I can help is, uh, is something I, I there's no t- task too little for me to take on. 
inside that environment while yeah. somebody's like opened up next to you like oh yeah you're doing all, you're <laughs> doing some research to make sure things are cool that's bananas yeah that's very cool <laughs> yeah the the first few times it was surreal like just yeah like you're so close to life and death but <laughs> like in the sense of like they could be dying or they you have power over their life and some you have influence directly over their physiological life like it's absolutely wild hmm. yeah it's got heavy early guys this is intense this is very good <laughs> yeah. and how did you so what made you transition from that to software development um so i was exposed to i spent time in vietnam in their medical system and then mm -hmm. i also spent maybe about 10 months uh doing an MBA project with Windsor Regional Hospital. So I saw the differences between the, the medical mm -hmm. uh, fields <clears throat> between different countries. Mm -hmm. And I knew it wasn't quite for me uh, to do here. Uh, so, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I knew right away and I had to figure out what was going to be next for me while I was uh, while I was doing my MBA was like an intermediate thing. Um, Luckily, I was exposed to tech along the way. Mm. I knew I wanted to open some type of business, and it was just a matter of time. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, I thought, why not try to start a software startup? <laughs> uh, even though I had never coded before, or and uh, mm -hmm. well, uh, very little coding. Uh, like, and yeah, I convinced my friend who worked at Amazon uh, <laughs> to start a company with me, and then we were off on our ways. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But now I'm a full-fledged uh, programmer. Yeah. And during the course of the startups that I had, uh, I realized it was necessary for me to commit code. So, <laughs> hmm. yeah. Uh, like, just not not necessarily, like, like, to actually progress as fast as we could. I needed to be contributing on every front. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's, it, it, it was an awesome time for me. I'm glad I had friends that quit their jobs to become co-founders with me and then <laughs> had the patience to actually like code pair pair program with me along the way. It was like yeah, it was like a coding boot camp mm -hmm. but with your with your closest friends also trying to like make money along the way. It was so much fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll look back at that period of my life and just uh, miss it with lots of nostalgia how long ago was this like you don't seem like an old man <laughs> oh, yeah that's that's the thing about jimmy feel like he's had like a lifetime of experiences yeah. oh uh, i moved pretty quickly uh <laughs> like the okay so the one startup when i started um so i've been a professional programmer for almost two years now oh uh, yeah so <laughs> So not very long, but the I had a startup right before that, and we were building virtual reality, uh, augmented reality stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, just when it was first coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that that only lasted about four months, but the that amount of time was enough for me to learn how to program because we just had to. It was like a, it was going to make or break us. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, what was what was knew when you were doing that space in the virtual reality and like what what were you guys offering that was like an interesting idea uh yeah so i i think at that point in time everything was new <laughs> like uh mm. hololens hasn't hadn't come out yet just mm -hmm. the 
first beta wave hadn't even come out yet. Mm-hmm. And luckily we got uh we got to connect with the national CTO, so the NTO of Microsoft. Uh, I forget his name, but he came to visit us one time in Windsor and I followed up with him a bunch of times. And then w- one time I was like, hey, uh, uh, could you get us access to this, to the HoloLens? So we, we were going to build for HoloLens. And basically our idea was to build, just take take like a very, instead of Skype, like have an AR type of version of Skype. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Skype on the whole. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the premise of that, so, so we actually got funded um, uh, through through uh, investment syndicate in, up in Toronto. Hmm. And our my proposal was that AR was going to take over the world <laughs> in the sense that, and we're, I'm so wrong about this, in the, but it's okay. In the wait, sense. Wait, wait, wait for it. Yeah, yeah maybe not coming. wrong, just like, yeah, like timelines. Yeah, timelines are yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said in, in five to 10 years, uh-huh. uh, AR would take over cell phones. So that, that, was, my, that mm-hmm. was my fundamental hypothesis. And I said, if this is going to be true, like we need to port everything over and the guys who port successfully are going to be bajillionaires. Hmm. And apparently I was so convincing that they funded us. Wow. <laughs> but, but along the way, as we were building, we realized this was not going to be the, the fundamental business hypothesis. wasn't going to be true. Mm-hmm. So we, we returned the money and whoa. Yeah. And That's we, weird. we ended, ended the, that startup and my co-founder um, he went to go go work for Amazon. <clears throat> Sorry, he went to go work for Amazon in Detroit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to him. <laughs> you can say his name. Yeah, oh, oh, shout, shout out to John. Yeah, John. Yeah, John. yeah. Hey. actually, if he hears this podcast, I, I, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we can convince him to come but, on as well. But also shout out to Scott. Oh yeah, yeah Scott. Yeah, oh, Scott okay. also taught me how to program. Those both of those guys were co-founders of different different uh, <laughs> startups that we had. But yeah. So, so sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, how many startups would you say you've been in a part of start, like started or been a part of starting at this point? Uh, just just two. The one with oh, Scott okay. and the one with John. I have some side projects, but I don't consider them startups. Mm-hmm. And I also like do some other business stuff, but I don't consider those startups in the experimental sense because they're very traditional, uh, like traditional businesses. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So yeah, I don't consider those engagements as startups. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What would you define a startup as? Like I'm just. Oh, it. it uh, I the way I see it is you're basically taking a, a scientific experiment, but you're putting it in a business. Like your motivation is partly business, and the instead of the laboratory the world market is your laboratory so that ah, that's okay. like the way i see it there's a hypothesis and yeah exactly. testing it but okay i like yeah. that yeah exactly um uh should we stay on this or go to more game I stuff because i'm like, I'm like questions. well i was just gonna say like um we can tie it all back smoothly without <laughs> acknowledging it like you just <laughs> well like uh what i'm thinking is like so i mean obviously you've tried to do startups here in Windsor, um, would you say like, would you say you had any success here? Like I'm trying to get at is how do you feel the Windsor startup community is and and what are their 
strengths or weaknesses compared like, to like other places you've been to like, yeah because yeah. now like oh. you're in silicon valley obviously right yep. and you would probably say that that environment for tech startups is much better than windsor's yeah but that, that's <laughs> be fair to uh, say. yeah um it's almost it's almost impossible to compare They're like really um, okay yeah, I mean, Silicon Valley has produced so many unicorns now. And even if you compare Silicon Valley to other parts of the world, mm -hmm. the, the number of billion dollar valuation companies that they've produced is like much higher. So they clearly have something going on for them. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, I wouldn't say let's copy Silicon Valley because that's not realistic for Windsor. But what I can say for Windsor startup community is that we need one person to be uh to be basically the white rabbit uh, and everyone to chase that white rabbit. But that white rabbit needs to be absurdly successful and to do it against all the Windsor barriers so that they can prove that it can be done hmm. in Windsor. Huh. And I think success is, is probably number one. Like if, if you have success, there's a lot of things that comes with that. Like um, when you're in Silicon Valley, you actually see, I have a bunch of friends who are, are, are millionaires. Like I, the first job that I had, the guy that I sat next to, we, we became good friends. He was 19, sold his first company when he was 16 for like 10 million something and took home like three point something million. Like he was already a certified millionaire. <laughs> okay. So, All right. so when you're around that type of like, then that's everyone everywhere when you're, when you're in Tech Valley. So when you're around people like that, it forces you to know that hey, if I want to be successful, here are the real standards and it can be done. But for Windsor, uh, when you start a startup, you don't even you don't even have that white mm -hmm. rabbit to chase. So it's a we just need one person to be that person. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's like the people. Just yeah, kinda, if, you, if you know it's possible. Yeah, it's like visualizing it, like seeing success as a possibility, like yeah. you're saying. Like, yeah, because yeah, like I've been a developer, I don't know. I, uh, since like 2010 but like and i've worked at different like startups but like just hearing your story of like jumping into it so early and then also getting to the point of like uh, getting funding and stuff like that hasn't even been a thing in my mind really and i don't mm -hmm. know if that's like a windsor mentality or just mm -hmm. like a personal experience mentality but uh yeah it was cool to hear you say that that's really <laughs> cool. all right <laughs> yeah yeah so so i think you're alluding to something that if if it wasn't even in your range of thoughts, then mm -hmm. then it's not something that you'd entertain. So yeah. So like there, are any like you get in an Uber and everyone is pitching you. Like even the Uber driver will pitch <laughs> right. you. Yeah, it's an idea. constant. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Just, yeah, it's just sort of baked into the culture. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. That is interesting. It kind of, it, I think the little experience I had was like I went to school in Waterloo for a bit, and I just remember meeting a few people on the street. I'm like, yeah, they would pitch you on stuff, but then they would also look at you like, okay, you're another like coder who I can use for my startup. Mm. Like, so there was like a dehumanizing aspect of talking to human, like other people, like what can you get? Uh, what can they get out of you? Like that was like the feeling I had for every conversation I had. And I don't know if that like turned me off to, on the whole thing. I don't know if oh. it's even heightened more in, in San Francisco or not. Oh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. This is actually mm -hmm. why I like Sean a lot because the first time we met, uh, he came up to me and he was like, Hey, what do you, what do you do? Uh, is there any way I can help you as a developer type of, so it was the opposite. It wasn't uh. like, Hey, what can you do for me? It was like, Hey, how can we collaborate? What can I do for you or type of thing? So 
Mm. Yeah, it, that was. Uh, so it also depends on the person, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. true. But I have I have had people at these startup conventions, which there are a lot. Some some <laughs> I most I don't like. I don't think you should need to go to a startup convention to learn how to start a startup. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was there, this was before I was a coder, and people would just walk up to me and be like, "Hey, you must be a software engineer. Want to join my startup?" Yeah, yeah. I'm like what makes you think that you know like <laughs> is it the stereotype like oh no, no i don't know i don't know just, and just for i guess listeners i guess probably i'm assuming they see an asian they see an asian in a startup convention that person's probably uh probably yeah. a coder but yeah. i don't know positive stereotypes maybe yeah or, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah i don't i don't think that's a negative stereotype or anything no but, but yeah that's it's weird stereotypes yeah. are weird yeah <laughs> people are weird yeah all right Switching gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, about games. Um, we, okay. Let me so just, smooth. I love Yeah, it. I know. I love I'm smooth. terrible at transitions. What? Whatever. <laughs> it's I'm fine. learning. It's fine. I'm learning. <laughs> All right. So, what, um, what was the first game you ever played? Uh, actually, I don't remember what it was. That's okay. But could you guys help me figure out which one it was? Well, like, okay. So, so what, what, what like, I say, what I, sorry. Oh yeah. Like, well, I'm even thinking like, I, I usually say like, what game, what's the first game you played or what's the first game you remember playing or had like an impact on? Yeah. Like, oh, so like, thing, on first the, thing that like comes to your mind when you think like that first thought of ever playing a game, maybe what's oh, your first like memory of that? Yeah. Yeah. Actually th- this game had, had impact on me in the sense that I was hooked. I just don't know what it was called. It was on Atari. Okay. Yeah. And, and you could like swing on vines and, oh. and uh, like. Was it Pitfall? Yeah, I think that's what it's, it is. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do I'm, a little bit of Googling. I'm pretty sure that's okay. Pitfall. What else is yeah. in that game? Like, uh, there's snakes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Alligators. Yeah. Yeah. yeah alligators. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah that would be Pitfall. Yeah. Yep. And Pitfall on Atari. Nice. I like yeah. that. I remember uh, it wasn't mine. Okay. I think one of my parents. Uh, friends had brought it over nice and i just played it a little bit with their kids and i was hooked like i knew at that point in my childhood uh-huh. i would be seeking games for a long time yeah yeah, yeah. that's it that's okay. it that yeah. is it we yeah i just looked pitfall. it up it is yeah. pitfall okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't think i've ever i don't know if i've ever even played atari that's kind of sad isn't it Oh, as a gamer, I feel a little ashamed to admit that. But I'm again, sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm the, I started to do this podcast. Here's the thing: uh, I might get my credentials revoked. Here's the thing: the I think the term "gamer" is complete BS, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's why I'm on the show. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's even interesting that that's where you went, like a like a video game as your first. Because we were even, we're the whole thing with at least my aspect of the show mm-hmm. is like kind of everything can be a game. Um, but like, yeah, but, like even like tag or like duck, duck goose or anything, but like, yeah, specifically oh. pitfall. But oh, I feel, uh, I, I feel like I can relate. Cause like, I would say the first game that made an impact on me was like super Mario brothers. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just like, I probably paid, played tag and things like that beforehand, but like yeah. sitting down playing a game like that had a, you know, like, like you said, I, I, w- I would be seeking out games like this in the future. Mm. So, um, yeah, I can relate to that. Well, uh, I guess, um. I remember even like Duck Duck Goose. I remember that was the first time I had to think of strategy. Oh. I know. Yeah, I, I, it was like. Well, what was your Duck Duck Goose strategy? Uh, well, it was that if uh, well, I I would be counting as a little kindergarten. I would be counting how many times people said 
duck before they said goose. <laughs> so so if it was about to land on me, uh, I also knew that I could like already be ready to like get up and tag them. So I, I don't know. Like, you were, like just... calculating goose probability. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're running a, little... a regression algorithm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. On a neural net. <laughs> buzzword. Buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your brain is a neural network. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. that's good. <laughs> um, what's the what's the last game you played? Um, or last yeah, last game like you really? Oh, the last game I played. Well, uh, so I would say I kind of set up like even my daily tasks in like a reward system type of way. Yeah. Okay, very so, cool. I'm very interested. Yeah, in that. so continue. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, if if we're talking about like video game, uh, doesn't have, uh, well, let's say like and, video game. What was yeah. the last video game? You played? Uh, it, it was Mario Maker. And oh, oh yeah, I, oh yeah. There's some crazy awesome. Like I, I I'm so detached from video games now. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, I'll watch like a streamer, uh, like they'll they'll take a youtube video of some of the best levels mm-hmm. and then playing them and there's so many different varieties like not just the platformers there there's like speed runs and like mm-hmm. ones that are hard that they call kaizo levels and then there's like puzzle levels and then there's like story levels and there's mm-hmm. like uh it's so crazy to watch people spend time making all these all these yeah. levels so yeah, yeah i, I mean yeah maybe we should even just explain like what is mario maker like to the audience if they don't know but Mm. i mean they probably do but yeah (laughs) yeah uh i would say it's a community of people making mario levels and and Mm -hmm. then playing them and yeah it's uh yeah it's kind of created a, a world of its own yeah. yeah so it's like user generated content it kind of gives you tools to make like a side scrolling version of mario these kind of old older school games yeah like you're just taking 90s. like the building blocks of every mario game you've ever seen yep and then just your imagination is the limit like yep. like i'm yeah i agree there's some crazy levels where i've seen ones where you just like you can't like the the character starts like they've set it up in a way that he's just flying through the screen and he just like hits things at the right time to yeah. just yep. keep going through the level and it's amazing you just see and think about all the work that's gone into like Oh, creating that. Some some of them are to me are works of art. Oh, me. they are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah. and what, what you had just mentioned is called an uh, an auto level. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So with some auto levels, they they'll ask the user to hold certain buttons. It mm-hmm. might be forward and run, or like up and jump, or something like that. And you just hold it from the very start, and then Mario goes through a level of just like doing the craziest things ever like yeah yeah it's absolutely intense yeah it's crazy <laughs> just to watch <laughs> do you watch a lot of let's plays uh no no uh, i i watch like maybe uh, so i watch like maybe 10 to 20 minutes of video games when my brain is absolutely fried mm. and i don't mm-hmm. want to i don't think i can use my critical part of my brain anymore and mm-hmm. yeah so mm. so that's when I really like watching people play video games. It's very <laughs> relaxing. So it's it's therapy for me. Yeah, the, the amount of like self awareness you have is so fascinating. <laughs> like, oh, oh thank, I, you. thank yeah, you. Yeah, I wish I had that. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's interesting because I, depending on the video game, I don't really, especially if it's like I don't know a shooter or something, I don't find watching video games relaxing. Interesting. Okay. No. 
or people people or, playing video games. I don't find it relaxing at all. Is it because you're emo- like in, invested in their outcomes? Like you're you're sitting as if they're, you're them, or maybe or maybe it's like there's a sense of me that like wants to jump in and like I, maybe I see a mistake and I want to play that uh, character or something. Uh, maybe it just creates anxiety where I'm like I can't interact, so I get that's, anxious. Huh. That's but I don't know. I don't like and I don't usually enjoy watching people play video games. Huh. But I know that lots of people do because Let's Plays are very popular. Yeah, because I'm thinking of the Let's Plays I watch, which are a lot of uh, like PUBG. I don't know if you've heard of PUBG, but (laughs) uh, PUBG puts particularly uh, like Polygon. The website has a stream called Awful Squad. And the idea is that they're pretty bad at the game. (laughs) Uh, But like it's more I tune in because I really enjoy the hosts. So it's like a show with drama like which is this video game but i enjoy like meeting my friends every week or whatever and Mm. seeing hey are they gonna actually win um it it is kind of stressful sometimes like when they're close and stuff but at the other times it's just entertainment Mm -hmm. um like i would do for anything else but yeah i don't know yeah 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 there's actually now that you're saying it i'm realizing there's actually lots of different genres of video game videos like Mm -hmm. there's even there used to even be channels before youtube started demonetizing them Mm. of like just uh people on csgo and and you'd see them playing but the whole premise of it is that they're talking about newsworthy recent recent events Mm -hmm. yeah and these things get millions of views and literally you're just staring at a guy playing csgo as he's ranting about the news (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah, it comes down to the different backdrops. And yeah, I, I think we were even talking about YouTube before, like how does it work and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's creating like completely different opportunities that weren't there in the past. Like imagine telling like those parents who complain about you saying life is a game about, oh, I got to go stream my job, which is me playing a video game mm-hmm. <laughs> and ranting about politics. Like, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, this is, this, is, this is my point to the power of video games is that, you know, at one point, Probably not so much right now, but YouTube's biggest channel was PewDiePie, which was somebody, which was a Let's Play. It was just somebody like mm-hmm. playing a game and then just like screaming at the top of his lungs that he did anything weird, and like millions of people would watch that. Yeah, and I definitely think there's like this sense of like people enjoying. It's like this. Um, it's same same thing. Why every like millions of people will go and watch like a soccer match in a stadium or things like that. People enjoy like vicariously living through other people playing games. Um, And yeah, it's crazy to think about even when you mentioned like YouTube has given all these opportunities. It's like if you were a kid and, Mm -hmm. and uh, your teacher asked you what you wanted to do when you grow up and you were to say like, Hey, I just want to play video games and get paid for that. But Mm -hmm. here, here's an instance of a person becoming ultra rich. For doing yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, in in our lifetimes, at least, like it's become something that's you know laughable to something that's that is a a, a reality, yeah. right? Yeah. That playing video games professionally is not just something that you laugh about anymore. It's a it's. I mean, there's tournaments, there's professions, there's leagues, yeah. but there's a lot of money involved. <laughs> that, that's evolved a lot just in our our lives. But it's interesting too because it's like a lot of it is allowed by like and controlled in a lot of ways by YouTube or Switch. It's this giant company that these creatives are beholden to. Mm-hmm. And like, here's just mentioned like demonetization, which is interesting. Like, oh, and then we can bring this back to like the whole idea of like games is like, 
you're still you could still probably play the game even if you're getting millions of views and they demonetized you like would you still do that or is it like taking away from the worth i wonder i don't know how much of how much of playing a game and being a streamer is still you enjoying the games or it's it becomes the job um i don't know maybe we should have a streamer on someday we're just waxing philosophical <laughs> at this point <laughs> yeah no uh but yeah, it's. I think it's hard to sustain something if, if uh, you're not, if you're not getting financial validation from the rest of the world. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Even like in almost any passion pro project, I, I don't see people going long term with it unless they. I think their likelihood of going long term with it is is much lower if if they're not getting financial validation. That's probably true. So, yeah. it is interesting because it's yeah. like if life is a game then money is the points so oh yeah <laughs> yeah money is definitely the coins so, like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, friends and hugs <laughs> those, those are all side quests no i'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right all right to look on um what would you say is your favorite game or was there a time Maybe not now, but is, was there ever a point in your life like you had this like one game that was like your favorite? Yeah, uh, I'd say uh, there's there's two points. Uh, one, I, I became super obsessed with StarCraft. Okay, oh, uh, just because interesting. It, yeah, it was so uh, high skill level, hmm. and I saw it. I was a competitive chess player. Uh, uh oh, yeah, uh, at one point in time, but. Obviously, I mean, for me, not not for everyone, but for me, and I think for most people, video games is more fun than chess. So I was like, <laughs> <"Wait>, what? Yeah, <laughs> I was looking for an outlet where the skill cap was really high, just like chess. And when I found StarCraft, I was like, oh, my gosh, this <laughs> has me hooked. I could literally play this for a long, long time. And just to attest to how the level of the depth of this game there's literally university courses on StarCraft strategy. Really? Yeah, and at at like Ivy League schools, so <laughs> or at at well accredited schools. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um. Then the next game that uh, I became really obsessed with was Dota Two, mm. um, and Dota One. Yeah. Uh, so the team aspect of it was the, it kept all the stuff from StarCraft that I liked in the sense of like really high skill level. But then introduced like a, a team aspect to it, and oh. that was even more fun. So I, I think, uh, although there's still some some competitive StarCraft now, it wasn't as big as before, and I really think the team aspect is just more fun. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I I know you play Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, I've played all I've played all the games around Dota, but I've never actually yeah. played Dota for some reason. Uh -oh. So what's a Dota? <laughs> Dota, I think, is Dawn of the Ancients. Uh, defense of the ancients defense of the ancients yeah, yeah. Um, i've heard the kids say it i feel like <laughs> there's a bunch of like little minions and like yep. champions and stuff and yep. yeah i tried so to understand it and th there's a genre like the like dota and yeah. league and um yeah here's a storm i don't know what that style of game is yeah it's called the uh, they're called mobas yeah right, uh, right. massive yeah. online battle arenas mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah and i think in terms of like um you know games as a professional industry i think it's definitely like mobas have taken the spotlight right now because those are where you have like the big tournament league games and you have people um you have tournaments you have leagues you have like people training like 
real life for this stuff mm. and it's to, to the level of like professional um games like basketball and baseball yeah yeah right? I, I think if you go by viewership and prize money mm-hmm. uh and you you look at a list of all events including like wimbledon uh the stanley cup the nfl uh, uh yeah super gray bowl. cup yeah, yeah super yeah. bowl gray cup and then you look at dota which has its ti the internationals mm. dota is second on that list in terms of i think viewership and <laughs> prize money so like that's wow like for it, it's funny because like just like 10 years ago you, you'd laugh at like hey the word professional and gamer those yeah. two two things put together is just laughed at yeah yeah there's yeah there's like such an old timer in me that just still doesn't really get it and like i'm completely missing the like literally missing the ball because there's no ball (laughs) but yeah uh no it's it's always fascinating to me Hmm. yeah very Uh, cool it's uh so so shout out to uh to to someone at st Clair. i won't i won't say his name because i don't know if he'll want me to say his name okay but basically he introduced uh like a gaming program to St. Clair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's higher up and whatnot because he sees that industry blooming and oh, yeah. he himself is like kind of a, a affluent business person in Windsor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so sh- like props to him for understanding that there's going to be careers like there, there can become stable careers in this industry and let's, let's educate kids to actually have the skills to go into that industry. Right. Hmm. That's cool. It's crazy. Sounds like a future uh, guest we could see maybe offline. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll talk, talk after about that. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask what you like most about games, but from what I've gathered so far, it's you like the high skill level. And from Dota, you seem to like the team aspects, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So is, that, is there anything else about games, gameplay that, that really uh, intrigues you? Yeah, I, I've, I've, tried to, I've tried to actually dissect why... Mm-hmm. I could become so addicted to games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- there's like just certain moments where there's such an adrenaline rush, like especially mm-hmm. when I'm do- performing like something very high skill level uh, or when I'm, uh, this is pretty bad. I'm I'm insanely competitive and really, oh, I know I, it's hard to tell because like, <laughs> like a chill, <laughs> the chillest dude. Oh, I, I'm so competitive that like sometimes I have to, 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 to be sincere to my friends, I have to tell them like, Hey, it's not enough for me to win. It's I have to win and you have to suffer and lose for me to like, <laughs> like that's <laughs> all right. I was going to invite you to our board game. But, uh, yeah. Like, like even like uh, I'm okay with detaching myself to have fun. But if, if I'm, I'm there to win, then, then I'm, there's almost nothing stopping me. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for some reason, these, these games have outlets for that. Like, um, it has outlets for to like go against an opponent who is basically going after the exact same thing. And if I can out out psychology them or out maneuver them or out skill them or out whatever them, then uh, like that, that just gives me such a rush like that. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the reward. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know if I've had that really. <laughs> like i think my utopia is like everyone's cool yeah you know? I, everybody's chill <laughs> yeah, I, I i agree like i, I totally I, I view games 
sort of in, a, in an opposite way. And I know that's contrary to how a lot of people, especially in our, our board game group, view them. Like, every, yeah, a lot yeah. of people, <laughs> we have a board game group that we meet one, about once a week. A lot, a lot of them, I would say, are, are like you, where they're hyper competitive and they want, they play to win or else why would they be there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I am of the mind that like, I am, I enjoy a game just, so, just so that it's, it's a tool to gather my friends and join in a, like, in an activity that we can kind of just, it's almost like a language. I feel like I'm kind of looking at it more as like a language. Like it's, and it's nice because again, you can, you can play a game usually um, with people who don't speak the same tongue as you. You don't yeah. you know, speak the same language and you can like get through to them a basic set of rules and play this game on this, on this very basic language that you can all kind of connect with. So I, I, yeah. I like it for the, that social aspect of it. And I just, I never, I always kind of hold myself back and never try to get too competitive with a game because I know it's like, it's like that, it's, it's that idea of like a game is a game. Like you sh- like if you're taking it seriously, then it's not a game anymore. Or I don't know. That's just how I, I kind of you know, looked at it. Yeah. I mean, I was saying that. And then as you were talking, I'm like, okay, no, but there has been times where I wanted to crush the opponent. Oh and yeah. I and I mean, yeah, I've yeah. been there where like, yeah, you're, you're with a group of friends and like all of a sudden. Yeah, you're on that that same almost skill level and you know like you could be better if you just tried a little bit harder and you want to crush them and like yeah, they and everyone's sort of been there. But maybe it's just getting older or something like that. I've just taken a different perspective to games. Yeah, like I'm thinking back when I was like a in high school. Like <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. But, but no. But, but, but it depends on the person. <laughs> but that's how how multidimensional games are that you yeah. it, depending on who you are, your relationships your relationship with gaming is could could mean something totally different. That's, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's absolutely beautiful. No, that's really cool. Yeah. And like yeah, that that aspect is really cool. I'm wondering like yeah, if that is, I don't want to say bloodthirstiness, but it's very oh de- definitely i i didn't want to i didn't want to say i didn't want to say this on the podcast but literally uh-huh. killing a noob and then and then trash talking as if and just crushing their soul and and what what over like a 30 minute game when when you can see them just becoming more insecure and and doubtful of themselves and 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 and, and uh, I've had my own teammates say, "Hey, uh, like, like they've even said, like, hey, what? Uh, did you have to ruin that guy's day? Like, and, and uh, I'm just like, hey, this is the game within the game that I must, I must dominate at. Like, this is, I that that is like what I don't know why, but it warms my soul. <laughs> wow. I mean, all right, I've we've I've been there. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Well, it's. And I get triggered by like if somebody uh, maybe is yeah is doing so well that you want to bring them down. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, he said noob. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Well, well, okay. Yeah, well, when I say of... sorry, sorry, wait, wait. when I say noob, I mean anyone that 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 thinks they're good. Yeah, anyone that thinks they're oh, good. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah who yeah. has? I'm okay with someone who's learning and like. They're oh, not, okay. like like you're I'm not, not a monster. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a monster to them. But <laughs> if they if they challenge. Mm-hmm. if they challenge how good i am in any in any way it could be mm-hmm. like them making plays or th- them constantly like you can you can tell when someone is like uh hovering around you to try to like take you down or has like you can tell their personal mental checklists 
of to-dos in the game revolve around you. Oh, yeah. it's personal. It's yeah, personal. It's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a completely other. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So, what do you think? Uh, why do you think you became somebody that gets very hyper competitive about gaming? Like, do you know, do you, do you know why did you think that is? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it started off with, uh, I guess, two non-video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first thing was in grade school, they don't let you play dodgeball, at least at, at McGregor. I, it's a grade school around yeah. here. Uh, they would The yard teacher uh-huh. would set up all these dodgeball and King, King's Court games like uh-huh. on the field, and they don't let you play until you're in grade four. Okay. And I would always ask her, like, hey, can I play? I, I promise. <laughs> like, and she, she's like, no, you, you might get hurt. Uh-huh. So I would literally go home uh, and practice how to play dodgeball. Like, I, I had great. a ball, and I would just, by myself, <laughs> uh, like, throwing it against the wall, uh, just practicing, like, throwing technique. And, like, yeah, no, seriously, as Why? a little kid, I would Why spend... did you want to get so good at dodgeball? So this is, like, grade three, grade what, two. What made yeah. you want to jump into the into a game of dodgeball and just crush everybody else. Uh, I'm not, I'm not even sure what, I just thought it would be fun. I I don't even, I don't even know what initially got me to it. Uh But then when she said, no, you can't, uh, that like, I I don't know. As a a kid, I didn't know what, what triggered me to actually, Uh but in any, in any case, by grade two, uh, like, uh, I had proven to her that I could play. So she, she said, she was like, okay, uh, you're, so they'd have the, they'd have these dodgeball circles. And she said, okay, I'll mm-hmm. let you throw. And if you hit someone in the circle, we won't let you go in because we don't want anyone to throw at you. But, but eventually I was hitting people so often that she was like, okay, maybe he can go into the circle. So I was like the only one, not, not old enough, but actually playing with the older kids. Uh, and okay so that that was probably why i became competitive hmm. initially mm-hmm. and when i moved schools i became really competitive with basketball hmm. um we only had a junior we only had a senior boys team and hmm. uh i was in grade four so usually a senior should be just grade eight grade seven mm-hmm. but because we only had one team literally everyone tried out uh all the way down to grade four wow uh <laughs> and my best friend made the team and I didn't. <laughs> and that, that was a, just another trigger for me. I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm actually, I know I'm better than him. But he, <laughs> he was just, uh, he was just much more talented in the height department. As I <laughs> yeah. 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 Genetic yeah. lottery. Of basketball. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't yeah. teach height. No. <laughs> so I spent, I spent the whole year from that day on practicing basketball. And huh. luckily we got a junior boys team because they realized so many people wanted to, yeah. to mm-hmm. join. And in, in grade five, the, the junior boys team was uh, six and five in grade five. Uh, I was first game. I scored 30 points and people, it, it was crazy. Like <laughs> people were like, this is lights out. Who is this little kid? <laughs> like I had been training so much and I like the 30 points. Oh. Yeah. And these were, I know that's actually really high because yeah, in grade, that's insane. <laughs> in grade school, you only have two halves of 12 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's only 24 minutes. I, and I, I yeah, the, and I wasn't even first string because they didn't know if I was good or not. Mm-hmm. Like we we were already losing so much that they were like, "Oh, let's just put yeah everybody put, in." Yeah, 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 and yeah. then I scored thirty points and we were winning. <laughs> and I, I was like, "Yeah, this is like you need to play me first next time." I've been 
been training for a year straight <laughs> and I, I was always playing with the older kids and huh. yeah so that in order to i guess they there's a lot of like um um like they wouldn't allow any of the little kids to play like the older kids don't like to play with the little kids <laughs> so you have to prove yourself right yeah and yeah that made me even more competitive like i like you, you have to earn the right to be on the court yeah right. no it yeah. seems like that has been the cycle for a lot of things in your life <laughs> yeah like 100 percent yeah you make way more sense to me now yeah, uh, that's yeah exactly very interesting huh. yeah that's fascinating yeah, yeah. i am the i'm very different <laughs> like yeah i most things were easy for me <laughs> and like i don't know if i got rewarded <laughs> for hard work interesting yeah that's very interesting but that cycle is fascinating yeah um, yeah but it's very I, I think it's very gamified and why even though i don't play games in the conventional sense mm -hmm. But if my day is laid out almost like challenge, reward, challenge, reward, or, or challenge, 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 reward. Mm -hmm. yeah, let, yeah. Okay. Like walk us through your system for the day, because that was fascinating to me. That's something I'm really passionate about is like bringing the hooks of mm -hmm. games into productivity and life and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And a healthy balance between those two things. Like how oh. do you, how do you set up your rewards? How do you set up your challenges in just your day to day? Mm -hmm. Oh, some, sometimes I wouldn't say they're necessarily healthy because sometimes they're a little bit obsessive. I mean, no, I, uh, that's the truth, but no, it's, that's it's, awesome. it's actually really productive. Like some, uh, I'll have a to-do list and uh, usually the night before I'll, I'll reflect on it so that when I wake up, I can just execute. Uh, and so, so the prioritization happens, hopefully uh, like during a time where I can have some separation between the execution so that I, I find that if I do it before night, then I sleep. And the moment I wake up, I'm ready to execute. I know what's on top of my stack to, to try to try to pop off. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes my rewards are very like, the, uh, like I don't let myself eat until I finish X, Y, and Z. Mm. And so I'm just, sometimes that that's very taxing because I, yeah. I hold myself really, uh, like that's a very strict requirement for me. Yeah. So, but, but just imagine like you're, you're starving and you know, you're going to reward yourself with food. So you're just speeding through things and, <laughs> and it, it can work. Like I've, I know I'm I think I'm extremely productive. Hmm. So sweet fancy Moses. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, anything that you like, uh, anything that you like can become a reward and then even mm -hmm. worse anything that's less worse than the thing before can become a reward uh -huh. so sometimes so i know that sounds crazy but but yeah. okay so so people don't for example people don't like taking out the garbage or don't like doing the dishes mm -hmm. yeah, okay but depending on which one's worse for you you can be like okay well i'm <laughs> going to do something absurdly worse like what's something that people really hate doing cleaning a gutter yeah like like and then you would after that, you would reward yourself with like, "Hey, uh, once I'm once I'm once I finish cleaning the gutter, I'll reward myself by allowing me to actually watch wash the dishes." And it's, it, it's interesting mindset, yeah. Yeah, it actually works a lot because because it still feels like a reward because it's less worse. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah, I like that a lot. I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna I'm gonna try <laughs> to incorporate it into right. my life. Uh, yeah, you should write a book. <laughs> or, at least a, or at least a blog. Yeah. Do you have a blog? No, no. Okay. But but uh, the the people that I work with, like my friends, uh, 
or or like uh the friends who i do work with they sometimes they'll ask me like how i'm productive and i i tell them these things and they're just i don't i they're just like jaw dropping because they're like what this doesn't make any sense like how does I don't know. I I think it works for me. I don't yeah, know if it yeah. works for anyone else. Yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah, yeah. it's the Jimmy system. Yeah. Like if I try the Jimmy system, I will collapse and puddle. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. <laughs> that's very cool. No, I mean like yeah, a game is anything that game is anything that you set up for yourself. So if you if you mm-hmm. s- define the parameters of that, that that game, like you were saying, like the reward is mm-hmm. this this thing, and you accept that, then if if you can convince yourself that of that game then yeah it, it works yeah it's just a matter of convincing yourself that of that yeah it was interesting because I, I was recently finished uh, reading this book the power of habit and they talk about there's a trigger there's a routine and then there's a reward so like it sounds like mm-hmm. you shift your rewards and you experiment and one of the things they said about trying to change a habit was like experiment with rewards mm-hmm. but like if you set up your rewards as other proactive things that you need to do and then that kind of becomes the habit. It's like this, I don't know, recursion of productivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I just, I wouldn't be able to trick my brain enough to say like, wait a minute, you doing the dishes, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I should be playing a video game right now. Doing the dishes while but, listening to a podcast. You like, like you can yeah, sprinkle in yeah. some stuff. Like, but, yeah. but just, just do something way more painful. Like, to you, <laughs> like way more choreful right before doing the dishes and and tell yourself during that thing and you watch it'll do wonders and you'll be like why haven't i done this before uh-huh. like, yeah. mm-hmm. no i mean yeah i'm gonna try it yeah yeah we'll, we'll try it and we'll report back to the <laughs> listeners uh hopefully we'll have you back on and we can you can see if we got updated but oh yeah. speaking of which i do have an update that i forgot to mention at the top of the show it's perfectly fine i need to uh do a formal apology to quab because i oh. underestimated how fun disney's emoji blast is <gasps> what <laughs> uh, uh two now one episode two episodes back i don't know i don't yeah, know what these are numbered the past, but it does not matter. We, were, we were talking about what games we're playing recently uh quabs was disney's emoji blast which is a match three <laughs> game on your phone i thought it was ridiculous it sounds ridiculous i went home and downloaded it and for like the last week it has been like my reward system for there doing anything oh, i just oh. sit anytime i have a free minute i play this game and it's i don't know why i know why it's addictive yeah like i i see why like it's well done it's polished yep um the gameplay is is yeah solid yeah um but yeah i'm just amazed how much Thank I'm enjoying it, so sorry about that. Thank you. No, that's fine. I didn't even. I don't even remember if your reaction wasn't that negative. I it wasn't it. Well, it was just like lukewarm. Are you, are you serious? How, how are you? It's a match this? three. It's, but, but how did you find it? Oh, Disney's yes. emoji blast. Oh, was it, sh- is it a top on top of the story? Maybe right it was now? on the top list. I'm trying to even remember because like I don't even remember. Yeah, maybe it was just on the top list or something. Yeah, I do not remember how I actually found it, which is interesting. That could be a whole thing. <laughs> that could be a whole thing. That's a whole thing in like developer world, like discovery. Like I could not tell you, but then I know that like I was also following like um, uh, one of the developers on Instagram, but I didn't know at the time. I know I had the game before and I had been just following this person for a long time. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I found that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, great yeah. content. But yeah, you were right. Uh, so yeah, it's a very good game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm amazed I'm saying that, but yeah, here we here we are, 2018, and the game I play the most is a 
match three puzzle game on my phone. That's fine. It's we true. live in a world of like virtual reality and like computers, 1080p, state of the art graphics. Yeah. I'm playing a Disney match em up game. On the and game's a game. A yes, deck of 52 is. cards yeah. is, can be very compelling. <laughs> or even ducked, like a bunch of people sitting down in a circle. Yeah. That's just funny. Yeah. It's all good. Um, is there any other questions? Well, I mean, you? we kind of hit a lot of these. Um, yeah. one, one that I'm interested in, maybe that you haven't really answered. Maybe, maybe but we'll see. Um, so one question I'd like to ask is, what game do you think has ruined or has come close to ruining your life? Had like a really oh. bad... Oh, yeah. Something that, that you're like, this is a huge time sink. Like, this could like destroy my life somehow. I don't know. Is yeah. there a game that you think of? Yeah, de definitely Dota 2. Yeah. And oh. So, so it, it, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Well, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be love-hate, but there there can be destructive sides to it and and very positive sides. Okay. So I went through a deep depression, and I didn't, didn't want to... Couldn't really do anything. Yeah. And literally Dota 2 was like the small steps. Like I could make small, tiny goals. Mm. There was a small interaction with people. I wouldn't mm. have to be outside yep. type of thing. And like it was kind of funny because when people when when people would leave to eat, like in the, the group that I played with, then it was like a cue for me to eat. And that's like a mm. thing that people who are depressed like don't don't really do. So yep. like it was. Yep. It was really good in that sense, mm -hmm. but I, I would play it literally like 18 hours a day and mm -hmm. it became so addictive and I, I could, I could feel the withdrawal. Like I, have <laughs> yeah. you guys ever had yeah. that? Oh, oh sure. yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like I, isn't that crazy? Like yeah, how the, could, how can you withdraw from a video game? The, yeah. The thing is with all these games in like Disney's emoji blast is it releases the dopamine. It's mm -hmm. the brain's mm -hmm. reward center for what I would hope eventually would be like hard work that actually earns me money, but it is not. Uh, it is, yeah, it's just these lights and sounds. Um, yeah, and it, the release like of, as you said, destroying an, a noob. Uh, like, <laughs> that, yep. like that is what we get addicted to because our brain gets rewarded. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, the, re the reward system. Yeah, and yeah, like I've had my own struggles with depression too. And like, I, I think for me, I more went towards just like watching things it wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. like an interactive thing but i've definitely had that with games as it trying to have that fill the hole too mm -hmm. as part and, of it yeah. yeah and just on a surface level it's it's good to be doing something and distracting your brain from all the bad thoughts and yep. yeah 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 like that i think that part of it is super positive and constructive yeah, yeah. There was even uh, years back, uh, I remember people playing Tetris who had like post-traumatic stress disorder, like oh. getting obsessed with like Tetris would help them like just process things differently. It just mm -hmm. gave you your brain something else to focus on because you're seeing like the tetronomenoms, I forget what their name. Tetraminos? Tetraminos, yeah, yeah, like in your sleep instead of like the horrible memories of <laughs> what happened to you, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Games can be therapeutic. That's another oh, yeah. episode for the future. Right? <laughs> Games yeah. therapy, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for, for me, I always say it was World of Warcraft. Like that game was a huge time sink. Mm. And I could definitely like see myself just like playing it more than I should have. And even get to, getting to a point where I'm like, I'm not even really enjoying it. I'm just kind of doing it yeah. to like, wow is really good at like giving you like the daily or weekly things to like keep Microphones. you coming back and keeping you doing it to the point you're just like, I feel like I'm just, it's not, it's not a game anymore. It's like a job almost. And, um, 
the raid system was the worst for that. It felt like you had a full time job <laughs> trying to like yeah. be a part of this like gaming. Yeah, there's like, and then there's is that like where other people are relying on you to show up at a certain time? Oh, is yeah. that what like raids are? Okay. Yeah, because you can't start a raid until everybody's like there to start it. Um, and yeah, it's and it's and it's so boring too. That was the worst part. Is because <laughs> oh, like no. you're, you're just doing you're doing like these crime. forty man raids, which sound like oh this is really cool. It's forty people going to this dungeon fighting. It's like no, because you have to do it in a specific way, or else everybody dies. So it's like you're all there, and you all have to. You all end That's, up just having like one thing to do. It's like press heal every five seconds, or everybody dies. Like you just become a robot in a sense wow and it's just and but you know you, you do it for the rewards because at the end of it you might get something cool that makes your character great and then you just get to do another one of these so it just never raise never made sense to me i never got hooked to that because it was just so it was boring okay at the end of the day but um other than that like the whole the, whole, the universe like that world of warcraft universe was just so like immersive and so fun that yeah, just like, you know, rather than going outside, I'm just going to log on to this account and play. Yeah. I mean, going back to Disney's Emoji Blitz, the reason I like it is because there's limited lives. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't play it all day unless I put money into it. And like, that's another meta game of it is not putting any money into it. So mm-hmm. I like having games that have limits on them. I am. Mm-hmm. Well, our somebody we're trying to get on the show. The problem is I play Evan's game. Mm-hmm. like sometimes i'll bounce between games and then you can get into an infinite loop mm-hmm. of game playing and that's a problem i should yeah. probably delete uh our friend's <laughs> the, game the filler game yeah the filler you're waiting for lives yeah that's a problem waiting for the cooldown yeah exactly exactly i need to eliminate those and then i'll be much more productive yes oh i got i've done that too and i'm just like oh what am i doing now it's really bad yeah um uh would you consider yourself a gamer in any sense? Like, do you? you yeah, just... I, I, uh, I definitely think. Yeah, I, I would say yes. Do you like that terminology? Is that? No, I, I love it. I yeah, love it. Interesting. I, interesting. I just feel that uh, well, one, there's a negative stigma to it in the sense you? of like, I, I sometimes treat, I very much treat lots of things as a game, including life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the stakes are different, obviously, but I still feel like it's a game. Mm. So. But uh, I don't, I try not to use that terminology because I feel like maybe I, I get imposter syndrome because I don't actually play mm. conventional video games anymore. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So you consider life your game. What's what's the end goal for the game of life? Like, do you have a... Uh, I, think it's, I think it's more of a type of like... You, you, or, I mean, you play Zelda for the quest, right? Like the mm-hmm. whole journey of it. So not just like mm-hmm. at, nice. I mean, there will. I don't think there's gonna be like some epic boss battle end game type of thing. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way you, things are you going, versus, you versus Zuckerberg <laughs> in an octagon. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you knock him out, you get Facebook. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Wait, what's up? I don't know. <laughs> smooth, smooth, Sean. Yeah, uh, thank you. We're professionals here. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we hit a lot of the stuff. Uh, I'm feeling like this has been a good episode. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, is there anything oh. else you want to talk about or plug? Like uh, new company, anything you're doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm I'm just uh, really glad to have come. I I actually thought 
uh you guys did a great job opening me up i guess oh, I thanks yeah. at, first, at first jimmy turned me down when i when i when i asked him like do you want to do this and he's like no i'm like oh, okay he's like i i don't feel like i'm gonna be interesting or have anything to say what? and i'm like i think you're selling yourself short a little bit because <laughs> i i at least knew like i knew a little bit about like your gaming past and stuff i'm like so we can talk about that at least but like yeah i think ball just kind of gets rolling and you realize you games you know sometimes have more of an impact on your life maybe than you realize i think you realize it but like yeah everyone's it's an, everyone has an interesting view on games or their uh, the impact in their life and i think that's part of what the show is a little bit about is yeah yeah exploring that yeah you're, you're so, a good beta tester on selling it <laughs> well i do want to plug one thing sure yeah so, so or, or i mean not plug one thing but i just made me re- you guys reminded me of it. Okay. One 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 game that I like playing is like with my little cousins, mm. with like just challenging them to do well on like schoolwork, and then okay. I give them rewards based on what they want. I find that hmm. that that's pretty interesting too. And uh, like, it, I think if if I do that, then there's a chance that they start to see that that's the system that I go by, and they might adopt it themselves. Hmm. But yeah. But, my my little cousin does well in school and collects his reward and then that's nice. Yeah, it spends it all on bubble tea and whatnot. <laughs> this is like a whole thing we can go down. That's fascinating. Okay, so was that a system you had growing up? Uh, yeah, actually, it, it was. Uh, uh, it didn't last for long. Uh, my mom would allow me to, so so I was only allowed to play on our Nintendo mm-hmm. after I did. Uh, I think it was like ten sheets of math. But but to me, I didn't know what, but but it was she was good good with it in the sense of like if friends came over, she enforced it on them too. So sometimes, whoa, yeah. So she was that type of mom. Yeah. So like I couldn't, I couldn't like, and I really wanted to play on the Nintendo. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strongly motivated to do math. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was good because I, I mean I I actually did like math growing up mm-hmm, even. Yeah. Yeah, and and eventually my friends actually started liking it. They're like, "Hey, let's let's go hang out at your place." And it was very clear, like no one touches the Nintendo, regardless if you're a guest or not, until until certain mm-hmm. things were done. Wow, so, yeah, so that's yeah. clear incentives. That's yeah, we didn't go into it much, but you have a substantial math background too, right? Like I don't know, you have degrees yeah. in it. Yeah, well, I have right? a I have a math degree. Uh, I studied pure mathematics, and I did <laughs> I did research and. <laughs> Uh, I have some paper out there that I that I put out by before age twenty. You guys can nice. Google my name, I guess. But it's that's a past life that I haven't touched. Besides your other past life is being a surgeon. Yeah, they're, they're all past lives. <laughs> they're all past lives. Oh yeah, to- just... it's totally not interesting. <laughs> what are you ta- Pure math. Pure math is. It yeah. breaks my mind. Yeah. Like, well, well, actual mathematics, like the little bit I touched going to school yeah. is, that's fascinating. Also, why I think you fell so easily into like programming is you had that pure math background. Logic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, so, there's yeah. reason and yeah, algorithms. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, actually, the the first company that I interviewed at, uh, it's a company funded by Google. So some Google company. The guy, I went through the all five interviews and... Then the last guy, the engineering manager, looked at my resume and he's like, wow, you made it through the gauntlet and you got a high recommendation from the, the one dude who was a millionaire. And he, he never gives high recommendations. And he looked at my resume and he's like, 
you don't have any coding background. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like how can we hire you? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like I don't know. But you gave it was easy because they gave me all algo questions. So it was barely oh. programming, but they didn't know they didn't Yeah, because programmers don't like I the algorithm classes I've taken were mm -hmm. the worst classes of my life. Yeah. Like, like you, like, that's why I'm so in awe. Like it is, it's like a banging my head against a brick wall thinking mm -hmm. of algo. And that's yeah. what those tests, that's what exactly. the interviews mm -hmm. are at Google. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And I, I guess pure mathematics is, is a very interesting game in the sense that like mm -hmm. all the rules are, everything lives inside of your head mm -hmm. and you're literally sitting there with pen and paper and trying to, the goal of it is to figure out something that's mathematically true. And yeah, the, it's a totally different game, but I saw it as a game as well. Math is a game that I love that. Math is that is a good, yeah. good place to end it because my brain is hurting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like this has yeah. been a pretty well-played episode. Yeah, yeah well-played. That, that definition where it's like something unnecessary, mm -hmm. like math uh, is the highest form of unnecessary <laughs> gaming. Like that, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, and you voluntarily accept to go through the gauntlet. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> that was a past life. That was a past. Life. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was well, so great to have yeah, you here. Thank you for yeah, having that me. That was awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have you back. I don't know if you're oh, hanging I, around in Windsor or anything, or going somewhere else. But... Yeah, I'll I'll be here for. I'm not not too sure. Like my mm -hmm. TN visa will go through pretty soon, and then I'll be gone. Oh, okay. okay. And you have to stay in like the states for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. whole other meta game of like oh. Canadians working in America and oh. <laughs> making sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe somebody will be at the point where we can take this thing on the road and maybe go to california and then we'll do a follow-up episode yeah yeah so yeah. that'd be cool we'll fly it yeah we'll fly out bevan and the new <laughs> the new ones yes i have a a, <laughs> um a few friends that they're part of eg the okay. the the esports gaming events so oh. so you could interview them and i, I know they sure they have um a very prevalent, like a very well-known caster, Brent or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So, so I can hook you up with contacts with them. And yeah, that'd sure. be great, man. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. This is all good. All right. But yeah, I think we're going to okay. probably sign off. And uh, yeah, as we usually say at the end of these things, uh, well played, Sean. Well played, Quab. And uh, well played, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> all right. We're clear? Oh, that was so much more fun. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's fun. I'm like, yeah, you guys do a great job. Well played.